0: Yes. Let's give God another
1: hand clap, church.
0: Saint.
2: It's so beautiful and pretty.
1: Worship as Brother Looper comes. Brother Looper, come on. Let- praise today. Allowing us to be in his house to worship and to praise his wonderful name. How many is thankful for the name of Jesus? Amen. How many have ever found that there's power in the name of Jesus? There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. How many has, how many has ever called on the name of Jesus in a time of trouble? Have you ever found him to come to your rescue? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Lord bless you. you may be seated. It's so good to see everyone. That is in the house of the Lord this morning. Lord bless you for coming to church. And uh, we are glad that you are here today. And uh, everyone that is supposed to be here, we're just glad that you're here. And uh, Lord bless you for being in God's house. Good to see uh, Bonnie and her husband here with us today. And uh, good to see um, the young lady back here with Brother Montana. And. if I've missed anyone else. I'm sorry about that. It's uh, good to see I think I think he's back there. I can't see him, but I thought I'd seen him in Sunday school class this morning. Brother Luke is in church with us today. His first Sunday there. There you go. That just looked natural there, Sister Angela. <laughs> good to have Brother Luke here, and uh, glad he's out of the hospital doing better and uh, so it's his first sunday morning in sealsby so we need to have church today amen and uh, good to see him able to be here we want to remember to pray it's already been made mention of for brother townley uh, from jennings is in the hospital been in there since friday i believe and uh, i talked to him this morning they really don't have any news of what the problem is but uh, let's ask god to touch him give him a miracle in his body And uh, we know that we're serving them. and He wants you to prosper. Scraping the bottom does not mean that you're a good Christian. God wants His people to succeed. But the problem with the rich young ruler was, he was more in love with his possessions than he was in love with God. The Scripture said that no man can serve two masters. For he will love one and hate the other. He will despise one and hold to the other. Then the Scripture completes by saying, No man can serve God and mammon. A lot of people interpret that as you can't serve God and man. But that's not what it says. You cannot serve God and mammon, which is interpreted, You cannot serve God and money. If you will notice, money gets a hold of people. Money drives people. Money possesses... People don't possess money, but money possesses people. When's enough, enough. It's never enough. The more you get, the more you want. You're never satisfied. You never get to the place. It's just, it's just a constant... And that's what Jesus was telling him. You are too involved in the hierarchy. You like sitting in the chief places. You like being recognized in your chief robes. You like being recognized in the city, in the community. You like what your wealth has given you more than you love the things of God. So for you to be in love with God, you've got to start cutting ties with the things that are possessing you to move to the things that God. wants you to be. Amen. Amen. God does not mind His people having money, driving nice cars, living in nice homes. That's the will of God for you. He wants you to prosper. But He does not want it to ever become your God. God wants to become your God. God wants to be number one in your life. God wants to possess you wholly to Himself. Amen. Amen. So, so what, what, what possesses us? What drives us? And this is what He is saying. There is something besides the law of God that is driving you. Amen. A lot of people is, is in love with their... Humility and their humbleness. Oh, I'm so humble. I'm so humble. Look at me. I'm so I'm so humble. That possesses people also, just as wealth possesses people. Amen. God wants you to be humble, but He don't want you to have to go around and tell everybody that you are. God wants you. How many. How many people you ever walked up to and invited to church and they say, "Oh, I'm a Christian too." Amen. Everybody's a Christian. Nobody is a sinner any longer, but everybody's a Christian. God wants you everybody to know immediately when they see you by your actions that you are a Christian. Amen. God Wants it to be, it wants it to speak louder than your words that I am a child of God. By your actions, by the way that you conduct yourself, by the way that you walk, by the way that you talk, by the way that you look, and not only your looks, not only your dress but by your Spirit that there is something inside of you representing, I am a child of God. Anybody know what a Christian is? A Christian is just to be Christ-like. Amen, I'm like Him. I'm trying to be like Him. I'm trying to be what He wants me to be. I am totally sold out and committed to the walk and to the will of God. Amen. Amen. Now let's move on. Uh, from that subject, let's get into another area here. First, in, in Matthew chapter 14, it tells us a story of Peter walking on the water. And uh, so it says in Matthew chapter 14, verses number 25, will be reading 25 through 31, And in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking upon the sea. No, the storm came, and He was watching His disciples from a high place. And, and uh, when the storm came, He cometh to them walking upon the sea. And when the disciples saw Him walking upon the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Be not afraid. And Peter answered Him and said, Lord, if it be Thou, bid me to come, on th- come to Thee on the water. Now, Lord, if it's you, I want to try this walking on the water business myself. And so then, and he said in verse 29, and he said, Come. Jesus said, Come. And Peter was come down out of the ship. He walked on the water. Pay very close attention to the last four words. What does it say? You got your Bible out? What does it say? To go to Jesus. He went on a mission. What was his desire? To get to where Jesus was. He wanted to walk on the water, but he wanted to go to where Jesus was. But when he saw... Now look what happened. But when he saw... The wind was boisterous. He was afraid, and beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Who did he cry out to? Lord, save me. Now, Peter committed himself to the Lord a long time ago when he started following Him. Again, in this Scripture, Peter committed himself to the Lord by stepping out, the boat a place that was much safer than being on the water but he was committed to going to where Jesus was so he was committed enough number one to step out of the boat number two to have faith and commitment enough in God to know that God was able to do what he asked of him and so he started walking on the water but in the midst of going to Jesus things around him begin to catch his attention and to divert his attention off of what he was committed to onto what was going on around him. How many times have we been committed to the Lord but what is going on around us gets our attention off of what we are originally committed to? How many times have we been committed to the Lord and then in our commitment things start happening and and problems start occurring and we start looking around us and get our eyes off of our commitment and on the things that are going on around us and we find Self beginning to seek. Amen. I want to tell you, church, we've got to renew our commitment and our relationship and an Almighty God and get our focus back on the things of God and what we need to be focused on. Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Praise God! Praise God. So, so Peter is walking on the water. But something grabs his attention and he sees a wave about ten foot high. And he wonders, how am I going to walk on that wave? How many times have we been walking with God and we're focused on God and we're committed to God and we're looking at God and we're talking to God and out the corner of our eye way over here to the right we see a big tragedy coming our way and we start getting our attention and our focus and our commitment off of God and wondering how am I going to fight that battle? How am I going to make it through this troubled time in my life how can I survive this wave that's coming to my way I want to tell you it's by our commitment to our relationship in God that nothing is going to turn us around that nothing is going to stop us that nothing is going to change my mind because I am committed to God Amen Amen what I find very interesting in here And what has gotten my attention so strongly in the Word, in the Scripture wording here. When he began to sink, now he was looking at the things around him, but when he began to sink, his words were, Lord, save me. When in trouble, you will always reach for the closest thing to you. How many has ever been walking and you stumble? And you stumble, you'll reach for the closest thing to you whatever you are closest to that could steady you whatever the closest thing to you that can help you to keep you from falling that is what you're going to reach out to can I tell you today in your spiritual walk with God the reason why Peter said Lord save me he had stepped out of something that was fairly secure onto something that he had no idea what was going to happen but he's halfway between the boat And Jesus and he has looked around to where he came from and to where he is going and he said I come out of something that was shaky but I'm on my way to something that is solid so when I stagger when I stumble when I fall to my knees I'm going to cry out Lord save me amen I'm going to reach for the closest thing to me I'm going to reach for what I am committed to I'm going to reach for what I know will help me in the time of trouble! Give the Lord a handclap of praise! Hallelujah! Hallelujah! When he began to sink and looking back and looking to what he was committed to. Which one you're most committed to? What are you most committed to today? Are you most committed to God? Are you most committed to where you came from? Are you more committed to God? Or are you more committed to your job? Are you more committed to God? Or are you more committed to your bank account? Are you more committed to God? Or are you more committed to the things of this world that you love so dearly. What are you closest to? Because there's coming a day that there's going to be a storm in your life. That's the reason why this, this is, I, I was reading this and this just stood out so powerfully to me. That's the reason why people that you thought would never backslide, backslide because they have stayed too close to what they got out of amen they stayed too close to what they got i, I remember the story of the little girl that fell off of the bed and then she came into her daddy and said i fell off the bed i'm crying i'm hurting i'm i'm feeling pain he said why did you fall out of the bed she said because i stayed too close to where i got in at amen i want to tell you you can't stay where you got in at but you've got to get your focus on what you are committed to it's not about where we've been but it's a about where we're going amen Peter it's not about the boat that you got out of but it's where you're headed to and I got my eyes fixed on Jesus (laughs) hallelujah hallelujah can I say today that the men the brethren that he left behind were good men they were shipmen They had been in storms before. They had seen the dark of night before. They had seen the waves rolling and tossing them before. The boat had seen storms before. Amen. I want to tell you, you can't put all your faith and your confidence in people because people will let you down. Amen. You can't serve God Because somebody else is serving God. You can't live for God. Because mama's living for God. You can't live for God. Because brother or sister is living for God. Our husband, or wife is living for God. But you've got to have a commitment of your own. Hallelujah. You've got to have a commitment to God that no matter how tall the waves get, I may get my mind distracted from time to time, but I'm always committed to a God that is able to help me and save me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What am I committed to? Amen. Relationships take hits sometimes. Amen. Relationships don't always go like the fairy tales that says they live happily ever after. But when troubled times come, and when you have an argument from now and then, are there somebody that disappoints you In the relationship. A husband or a wife disappoints you in the relationship. You've got to remember what you are committed to. People are human. Your husband is human. Your wife is human. Your children are human. Your parents are human. Humans make mistakes. That does not give you a right to make a mistake. But what you have got to keep in focus is, is when my children mess up, am I committed to picking them up? If, if something happens in my relationship, some unseen tragedy, am I committed to picking up the pieces? And trying to put them back together again. What are you committed to? Peter, when I look at the boat and I look at Jesus, oh, He's the only thing on this terrible raging sea. Have you ever been in a place where it seemed like everywhere around you was shaking and rocking? Oh my goodness, if I could just find some stable ground, if I could just find... How many times have we said that? Man, if I could just get on a stable place in my life, just for a few minutes and get my bearings back together. Look at your commitment to God. The waves, this is the way I feel. This is my own interpretation. I don't have anything to back this up, but this is the way I see God. Jesus Christ walking on the water. The waves are rowing. The boat is flopping up and down. Amen. The wind is blowing. And here comes Jesus just gliding smoothly across the water. It didn't matter how high the wave was. That's just the way I see God being steady in a time of turmoil. God being true in the time of trouble. Amen. God, when everything around me is crashing, everything around me is crumbling, I still got a commitment to something that is rock solid. Amen. Jesus said I will build my church upon this rock. Amen. The revelation of the mighty God in Christ and the church that is built upon the revelation of who Jesus Christ is will not fail. Amen. It will not stumble. But the church is going to be victorious. The church is going to make it. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. While I am on this subject, let me, let me say this before I get to my last point. Let's veer a little off of the Apostle Peter just for a moment. The reason why, amen, we commit so strong And we believe so strong in our commitment to this book being right and us believing this book that we do not unequally yoke ourselves together with unbelievers. Amen. Hear me, young people. Every one of you, listen to me. Listen to me. Or you can listen at me. Whichever way you understand. Don't get hooked up with somebody that's not of this precious faith. These are some of the tactics that the devil will use. Oh, I'm going to win them to God. You tell me one that's won one to God, I'll tell you 20 that's lost out with God oh man nobody else cares about me but when i go to school oh the girls just think i am the thing the boys think that i am the thing and nobody at church functions even notices that i am around that's a lie and that is deception because the devil wants you to get committed to something else and then when the balance starts weighing and starts Up and down and back and forth. And you're hanging on to this and trying to hang on to God. You cannot serve two masters. You will love the one and despise the other. I want to tell you, get your focus back on the things of God. Get committed to God. Hallelujah. 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 You say, oh, I'm I'm not committed to them. I'm not committed. I'm not committed to them. You know, love is not something that you fall into and can't control. Love is something that you make. And it takes a while to make that love. And then you start, oh, it's just a little passing thing. It's just school years. It's just somebody at college. It's just somebody at work. No big thing. I'm not going to get connected. But before you know it, your emotions are involved and you start connecting and you start connecting to and disconnecting from that's good preaching I don't care who you are that's one of the reasons why I encourage you young people don't And when you're looking for people in the church, look for the right ones because there's some devils that's sitting on pews too that's trying to destroy you. Amen. Make sure they're loving God. You see how connected they are to God. You hear me, young guys? You hear me, young ladies? You hear me, young boys on the front seat? I love you, and I don't want to see the devil destroy you. But I want to tell you one of the most powerful temptations is that temptation of lust. That's what got us to where we're at in the first place. Amen. Somebody getting disconnected from God and connected to the serpent. Disconnected from the things of God. For her to get close to that tree that God said don't eat of, she had to disconnect from God in the cool of the day. When God came looking for them, you know what they were doing? They were hiding from God. The first thing that will happen to you when you get involved in relationships outside the church, you'll start disconnecting to God. You won't want to talk to the preacher, you won't want to hang out with your buddies, you won't want to do the church things. Oh, you know I'm telling you the truth. How many's ever been there? Is there anybody that used to be teenagers raised? Anybody used to be in church at, at teenage years? I I know I know I've been there. I know what it's like. I know the pressure. I know the tactics of the devil. He's got a little smarter in the past twenty years. I know that. But it's been longer than twenty years, hasn't it? Boy, where does time go? I'm telling you, time just flew by. Man, don't it seem like we just started church? (laughs) But be careful because your emotions get involved and then your parents can't talk to you about it. You don't understand, I'm in love. I'm in love, I can't do nothing about it, I'm in love. Kind of like old Brother Handy said. He said, I ain't been in love like this since a week ago Tuesday. And you start disconnecting from the things of God. And you get your eyes off of the things of God. And on to the things of this world. Samson... What did his parents say? Samson, is there not a woman of the children of God? Oh, but this woman pleases me. Oh, yeah. You know what she done to Samson? Show me your muscles this morning, guys. Crank them up there. I know when I done that, y'all was all scared. I know that. Oh, Samson, man, he's big and strong. He can carry the gates of a city to the top of the mountain, but he could not handle a deceitful woman. That's not about right. That's right. I'm never going to tell my secret. I've got a secret. I'm in love with God. I'm never going to sell out. I'm never going to change my mind. I know what's right. I know what's right. I know I've got a secret. You can't touch my hair. You can't cut my hair. But little by little, if you'll weave my hair together, he's getting closer to telling the truth. And he's just disconnecting to the things of God. Men on the job, oh boy, you look nice today. Man, are you losing weight? Oh, I love the way you comb your hair. And you know what? Well, I do feel a little spunkier today. And you start disconnecting from family. From your wife at home that's been faithful. From your children at home. And you start getting connected to. In the time of trouble, in the time of test, in the time of temptation, in the time of struggle, in the time of your faith being put to the test, you will reach for whatever you are closest to. Because there's coming a day where you're going to stumble. Man, I've gotten so sidetracked this morning. But I hope somebody's hearing me today. I hope somebody's hearing me today. You, you're getting a little disconnected from what you were originally committed to being God. Oh, but man, this woman's going to supply all my dreams. She's going to fulfill my... Let me go back to that. I just feel like hitting on that a little more. This guy, oh, you don't understand. He's the man of my dream. Can I tell you this story? And I'm not going to finish what I've started out. If it comes to the music, I'm getting ready to close. Let me tell you this story while I'm on this subject, and we'll end with this. I hate to end on this note, but I know the time is growing late. But I'm not hungry at all. There was a young lady in the church where I grew up. Nice young lady, raised in church all of her life. And uh, lived for God, never, never had any trouble. I mean, just rock solid all through our teenage years. And uh, just a, a nice, sweet young lady. You didn't hear a lot of her, but she was just, she was just stable. Time come and time went and she didn't find the man to come by and sweep her off of her feet, and her to get married. <clears throat> but there's this guy come in one day, and he prayed through. He'd done good. And uh, so got involved in a relationship and started seeing each other. The time come where they thought that they, I guess, fell in love. And so they come and talk to the preacher and i can i can say this i did not know exactly what my daddy said but i knew my daddy was not in agreement with it and i knew what the young lady had told us other teenagers and uh, so my daddy was not being their pastor was not really in agreement with it and he said you know i just feel like now is not the time and i can remember her coming back and telling us but it's the man that i've always dreamed of i dreamed that he would have dark complected skin i dreamed that he'd have black hair and i dreamed that he'd have blue eyes this young man had all three of the qualities and she said i just know that it's just it's just the one and I, I just know that it's just the one. Don't go ahead and help me out here. And I, I know this, I know this is this is the one for me. And uh, I don't have any idea why I'm telling this story. I don't know why I've got on this subject. But I just feel like God's trying to talk to somebody today. And uh, time went on and they courted some more and went back. And I can remember my, Debbie, my daddy consenting but was not really in favor. I just I don't feel good about it. The young man was faithful to church. I mean, everybody just was all thought it was a great idea and at the beginning it was a great idea they got married wonderful wedding wonderful life hard-working young man and uh, provided for his family and they started having children The relationship got a little rocky and started having trouble most relationships do from time to time but they were not able to ever The man, I I can remember this young man, man, shouting under the power of God. I mean, just just a good guy. But he started getting connected to things in the world. And he started missing church. The man of her dreams started going out to the honky-tonks. Kids at home. His brother would go get him and try to bring him back home and say, man, you got, you got family at home. Don't do this. People would go get him and try to get him back. Man, he'd come back to church and try to pray and get back to where he needed to be with God. It got worse. And did not turn out good. He got him another woman that was going to fulfill all of his dreams. One night while at a club, him and his new love had, had an argument while he has a wife and children at home. He takes a gun out of the car and sticks it to his head and says, What do you think about this? And he pulls the trigger. The man of her dreams left her. The man that she had dreamed about was unfaithful to her. And now the man that she dreamed about is with someone else. And then the man that she dreamed about is e- in eternity today. some things that we believe as blessings from God the devil knows how to disguise them to divert our commitment to God the devil can make the perfect one come in and slip in unaware and totally ruin, destroy, and wreck your life. Let's all stand. What are you committed to today? What are you committed to today? What are you most committed to today? right now where you stand spiritually. If you were to stumble, what would you reach for? To steady you. Commitment. Let's all pray right now. Holy Ghost, we need you today, Lord. You see every need in this house. You know where every person is standing right now, God. You know what every young person, every young couple is facing right now. Oh, God, help us today. Won't somebody reach out to the Lord just a few moments right now? What are you closest to? What are you mostly connected to? Are you connected to things in this life that's rocking? Or do you still have your eyes fastened on something that is steady in the time of trouble? Hallelujah! 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 holy ghost help us right now i wonder if there's anybody in the house right now that would like to step out and say god i'm just going to walk and get closer to what i'm really committed to right now i've still got my focus on you i'm still committed to you i'm still in love with you god hallelujah 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 hallelujah
2: Jesus
1: Jesus Jesus somebody reach Lord. out to the Lord right now Oh Jesus, is he still the sinner Oh is he still the center of your life right now Is he still number one? Do you just say it with your lips or do you mean it from your heart? Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
0: Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you,
2: Jesus. Jesus.
1: Oh, you're my everything as you close your eyes and you lift your head and you lift your hands can you get refocused on your main commitment right now oh you're number one Jesus